This is a song. If you know it, sing along. It's for the Valley Cast. The song is for the Valley Cast. Yeah, yeah. The song is for the Valley Cast. Yeah, yeah. The song is for the Valley Cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The song is for the gang that reads the topics. Once they start, they can't stop it here oh. on the Valley Cast. I appreciate that rhyme. Yeah, it's a good rhyme. Good. The songs for Man. the Valley Cast. The songs yeah. for the Valley Cast. The songs for the Valley Cast. The songs for the cast. It's so nice. Very nice. Guys, that Thank was, you. That uh, was brought to you by the musical stylings of Velas Machine or <gasps> Velos Machine uh, oh, on Velos SoundCloud. Machine. On the SoundClouds, dude. Good rhyme schemes. That's what I've been like. I've been doing a lot yeah. of like uh, poetry and and uh, <laughs> white boy rap songs lately, and to. Topic and stop it. Great mm-hmm. rhyme. People don't think like that. You forget that like just got to slightly sound like. Do you guys mm-hmm. remember that video of uh, Eminem being like orange, orange? <laughs> I watch that video once a month. Yeah, yeah. you have to. You uh, have uh, to watch that video of El- Eminem slant rhyming. Orange, also sheet porridge <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> And it's true, dude. Just rhymed, uh, uh, freaking money with running. There's That's also, great. Like, That's yeah. great. Anybody who looks at our podcast or us as a group and goes, "Yeah, once they start, they can't stop." I'm like, that pretty much that describes is, a lot yeah. of the, the tempo. The, where yeah. it's like, okay, well, there, here they go. Are. All right. Until we just hit a wall at the end and it go, we all just collectively go, "Okay, all that's right, it. Well, that's yep. about it, huh? We're just done." Yeah. We just figure it out. Guys, this is the Valley Cast, uh, brought to you by the Valley Folk, yes. Elliot Morgan, Joe Beretta, Lee yes. Newton, and Steve Zaragoza. Yes. Uh, we um, do things on the internet. We wow. do sketch comedy. We do current events. We do a variety show. We yeah. do a podcast. We're currently on Bring we, the Funny. We're currently on currently NBC's on Bring, Bring the, the Funny. Funny. We have a 22-minute show that we put out every single week. Mm-hmm. It's not a guaranteed 22 minutes. Sometimes it's 23. Sometimes it's 23. It's, it's not, not a, a guaranteed every, every week. It's not week. a guaranteed every yeah. single week either. But yeah. for the most part, we're shitting out a lot of content for you. Yeah, Speaking it. of shitting out um, a lot of content, oh, we have a new so trivia much. bidet. Oh. Coming to you soon. Oh, yes. It's a fun one. It's got I'm Gus Johnson. One. We can spoil it. There's Keith Morgan, Lake Jr.'s on it. Yeah. Oh, and a Keith. super sternal notch. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's featured. Or um, two. Or three. Say, Jonathan super sternal notch. Yeah. And he's a really good creator. Yeah. He does a lot of good stuff. He's kind of one of those like. He's in that like, Gus vein. He's about to blow up. Is what we're saying, Jonathan. It's what we do. We're tastemakers. Yeah. Oh my yep, god. Yep, yep, yep. Um, Keith Lake Jr. was one of my favorite guests on that thing because uh, I, I mean, that kid is just the one of the funniest freaking people, <laughs> uh, and sometimes violently, unintentionally, he'll just be talking, and you're like, God dang, Keith. Two, you're um, so good. two points about what you just said. Yes, he is literally one of the most talented, funny guys yeah. I know. He's just a, he's just a, got a lot of light. Yeah. And when he focuses it, it's amazing. It, it, you can see it from miles away. Very charismatic. Yes, he very is. charismatic. Uh, and the other thing you said his kid which he is not <laughs> he's got he seems young and because he no, worked with I, small, yeah. he's like 30 now um, <laughs> really yeah. yeah i didn't know that maybe a did little, you know that maybe you knew no, Keith's age that Keith was younger. older than i thought he was because i always think but of, you didn't no, know he was, was 30 no but i also okay. call everyone kid i call my yeah, husband yeah. kid you and call I your feel, dad kid i call my dad kid I, um, I use kids sometimes. I use yeah. kid a lot. And I don't know if it's because I want to be Indiana Jones so badly. Oh, yeah. He is. He, no, no, October 22nd, 1991. So he's 28? 
So he's not 30. He's, he's almost 30. 30. He's almost 30. Wow, Joe. Jeez. Yeah. God. Look, I, I, want, I gave him two of my years. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Wow. I am 35. Wouldn't that be great <laughs> if that could work like that? Just Let me just cut give you a lot, little. I would do it to so many Instagram bloggers. I'd be like, two years for you. Two Three for you. years for you. I'm back in school. Ah, welcome. <laughs> welcome to Cellulite, bitch. <laughs> Here it comes. He's just like simply the mover of years is is some kind oh, of like Magic my, the yeah. Gathering That's character. My, oh, the mover of years. <laughs> I am the mover of years. That'd be great. And Two yes. for you. Three for, for you. you? <laughs> God, I would totally be that person. That's my live action role play character. It's just the mover of years. Um, oh, I'm ready. So yeah, if you haven't heard before, and I know some of you have, we come to this uh, table of topics, and sometimes we don't. We just meander and we see where the conversation mm. takes us. We're Buddies taught we're folk. It's a podcast. What can you say? <laughs> you know, like sometimes uh, we touch on current events. There's and no sometimes we don't. Yeah, like you check know, this out, guys. Democratic debate. You want to talk about it? No. No. Yeah. Uh, watch this though. <laughs> uh, sometimes things can happen. Ryan, scream. Ah. Oh, See, oh, like wow. it gets crazy in Off here. The cuff. You don't know what's Off in here. Uh, Ryan Faroki's in the room with us, hey. uh, helping us. Thank you, Ryan. And uh, also here is Kate, but she's here all the time, so she doesn't get a thank you. There's a special. But you can as, scream, uh, Ryan. She can Kate. scream. Don't you do the? Yeah, don't you do the? I don't want to scream. Help. Cynical scream. You give us a scream. The other day we complimented Kate on the stream, <laughs> and I genuinely, well, she's I genuinely thought, yeah. yeah, guaranteed screaming internally. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I know. Isn't it, it great? Is. Um, the other day we went through and we were like, let's compliment Kate and give her real sincere compliments. And I thought Kate was going to crawl into the couch cushion. That's how genuinely upset and, and uh, like Sheila was like, okay, that's enough. Aww. Like it was a very. Kate, you're our 12 year old little angsty daughter. Yeah, she is for sure. She's our Fiona Apple lover for a hundred percent. I mean, we love you, but there are some things I think you could like just do better with yourself. But but I love you. I love. She's you. gonna be the girl that literally is like, I, I love you too, and slams the door. I support you no matter what. Yeah, I Ugh. get it, and slams the door. I get it. That was me for until last year. So uh, daddy's coming with some hard life lessons very soon. Oh no! Oh, I just can't say daddy. You can't. Isn't that? I was, dude. Do you we want to scream now? No. Kate? We were just talking about this. Delvin and I were just talking about this, how like that word is kind of ruined for us because it was just like, I have a father. I really like him. We're very close. He's a foundational part of who I am. And I just can't I've get never, on board with the daddy I've thing. I've never understood the- uh, I mean, do you, you don't call him daddy though. You've never, did you call your daddy daddy growing up? Yes, all the time. Oh, okay. Dad, daddy, pops. I find pops it is very a really odd big one when in our a, house. I find it odd when a grown person calls yes, their father daddy. I so. completely agree. But, but because I have called called yeah. oh it does and, and I, I don't think I've those are the people, people that age. are using it sexually i think the venn diagram or they of people are. who use it sexually and refer Hold to their on. father as daddy are minuscule that's my theory i could be wrong yeah. could be Say more that shaded again than because you think. i would like for anyone to draw this Venn diagram of people adults that <laughs> say did. daddy it looks like a pair of eyeglasses. adults that sexualize daddy <laughs> and the blending yeah. of the two yeah i think it's, that's very <laughs> accurate because if you're old enough that you're still calling your father daddy you're probably not old enough to have a sex life that, where you're having dirty talk if you are you're the probably person, married and going you're probably in church or you are also calling your therapist daddy to figure all that stuff out listen dad i mean um, Tammy, daddy, i mean uh, daddy um i know we only have 50 minutes but uh <laughs> i call my daddy daddy uh, I love her daddy, daddy. And, and you daddy help me out okay I got too many daddies uh, hi welcome back to I got too many daddies this week we'd like to focus on uh, choosing a single daddy yeah um, 
What? Which one's going to bring <laughs> you the most? When does my daddy daddy most, not become my daddy daddy anymore? Because my daddy is now my daddy. Okay, I'm sorry. We're trying. Daddy? I'm trying to figure out which daddy you're tr- you're talking Barrett, about. Uh, doctor. Doctor Dr. Daddy. daddy. <laughs> Can you approve? Do you approve of me? Uh, <laughs> here, daddy. hold on. I'm not sure. Let me call my daddy. <laughs> um, hi, okay. daddy. Hi, hey, daddy. I've got a uh, I've got a client here who's had some daddy issues. Hi, daddy. I'm actually here in the room with doctor daddy daddy, daddy doc. I'm uh, um, father. Uh, daddy, doctor, senior. Father's a good one. <laughs> father. That's going to be my new sexualized term. <laughs> See, father's father. Different. Father, mm-hmm. if you really open up the can of worms too, has also got a weird connotation once you get into religion as well. Like I will be your cro- not, yeah, not, You know what I'm saying? Not necessarily. A, that's a great song. It's about it's about a sexual zaddy. Uh-huh. Yeah, a, a daddy. <laughs> daddy. Um, uh, okay, cool. What a great segue into my topic as I was uh, coming into the podcast I'm today. I'm hoping it's sexual terms. It's got a lot to do with daddies. Okay. Um, we had Hayden, my daughter, on the podcast last week, and that was She's very uh, cute. That was she's a very adorable girl. She did great. She it was did. nice to hear her like be very candid and not have that like I'm not talking. Like, it's yeah, like, when she like, like was no, talking. Hayden. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me get to know you. And she just hung out and um, she wouldn't. She refused to watch it, which was really cute. That's she's like, so I, funny. Turn it off, Dad. I don't want to see it. But uh, it was that's like so eleven. Yeah. That's so eleven. Uh, my friends here at the From Stranger Things at the office. That's so twelve. <laughs> so twelve. Uh, you guys have been very good about me needing to have the kids around here a lot. This has like Naturally. essentially been a daycare slash bi- place of business the last year, and uh, that's independent of your kids being present. But yeah, yeah. That's true. No, as well. we just started. I mean, a small we pay business. them to babysit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it was cool that she was on the podcast, and then I started thinking about. I I think they'll look back on these days and be like, cool, I got to go to work with dad like all the time, and I th- I'm hoping that's cool, and they're getting opened up to to uh, comedy and and our weird ass dynamic. But then I started thinking like, oh, what were our cool like take your kids to work days that uh, you guys yeah. remember growing up with your zaddies? Sure, 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 like, sure. Did, like how often did your parents take you to work and like do you look back on that as a, like a memorable like educational experience? Like uh, do you look back on it fondly? Stuff like that. Um, yeah. Do you have, I have answers for sure. Mm-hmm. My parents were um, ministers. So I was uh, with them on that and I was the youngest. So I was with so them your daddy all was a father, the time. A daddy, daddy, doctor, daddy, father, daddy, daddy, daddy doctor, daddy, father, daddy. But I was with them all the time. I that's was always different. at having the church. Having one father that's too many daddies is different than having too many daddies where one is your father. Go ahead. And also sure. a father. Sure. <laughs> and also a father. Sure. <laughs> no, their work, their line of work was something that I was like really immersed in because that just genuinely is what ministry is. Is like you're, it's like it's twenty four seven, three sixty five. It's like phone calls mm-hmm. at three a.m. Where you know Jim from so and so has to go to the hospital. Even it's that. like it's like every it's like 24 7 you know church and for the most part like i have a different view of it now and like now it's like a little bit more of a okay like but during that time it was it was difficult a lot having that have like a 24 7 hold your on your father life. daddy had to be a, fa- a daddy father to yeah. a congregation yeah. yes and that makes so he was a pastor so like, it was a pastor's kid. Pastor's kids dad's are gone like, a lot. Dad's, dad's gone attention a lot. Is um, elsewhere a lot. Not even just that, but it's also like, you know, for, for what it's worth, they were never the ones that like held me to a standard, but the small, incredibly small town and the congregation of people, I always felt like I had like a million eyes on me as opposed to just like being able to be kind of a kid, you know? Um, so that was a little bit difficult. You had the stigma. I had a stigma. Had yeah, pastor's stink. kid. Pastor's kid is one of those things where like anyone stink. could get a <laughs> good lord. Um, anyone could get like hundred percent away with stuff except for like a PK. Ooh, you got that god stink on you. Oh, that's that's that smell. god stink on you. Joe, that's one of those jokes that it 
bad. That's a bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> but you love it. I did like it. You like it I so think, much. God stink. Something catchy God about stink. the phrase God stink, but that's so offensive. I got that God stink. <laughs> Good Lord. Um, that's, fun. that's a separate story. I'll tell you after this. Uh, <laughs> uh, so your dad would bring you to like the ritual yeah, my parents blood both sacrifices would. Like, and stuff like that? Not so much, but I definitely like would put the bread in the communion uh, bowls. So, you know, things like oh. that. Um, but now I'd also and I would also drink a lot of the grape juice. It wasn't ever wine. We had a lot of uh, rehabilitating alcoholics in ever, there. I would attend. Um, I didn't like grow up really attending a church, but I would occasionally attend a, a plethora of churches with church. friends and stuff like that. And sometimes we did what yeah. the, the the blood and the body yeah. on the, mm-hmm. I forget. This is the Eucharist? body of Christ. Is that what it is? What's this it called? Is the... uh, we call it communion. We call it communion. communion. Yeah. Whichever it is. Um, and it was never. It was always grape juice. Is it ever wine? Really? Catholics, Catholics have do wine. wine. Most yeah. Protestants do grape yes. juice. Um, and well, uh, and again, the, you know, if you have any alcoholics in there, you just, you got, you, yeah, you got to do Welch's. They attend church more. You got to do Welch's. Um, but yeah, so, you know, that was a big part of it. But I will say that like, you know, again, my parents were never the ones that like enforced all the madness against me. So the pressure that I felt was just the pressure of the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I do remember is that I, again, I was the youngest. So I kind of was like, I think they were just like it'll be fine you know so mm-hmm. a lot of like i would come home from school and i would come to the church like i would like get a ride on the bus home to the church and our uh we never had cable growing up but the church had a satellite dish and i remember there was like put your a money good, in the dish for the dish yeah i got four years where um we'll get the sports like, package if I know, you guys right? really pony up this week <laughs> <laughs> there was like a good four years where i would just come home and i would watch like uh carol burnett and so like that that's my fond memories of like going to there is to watch cable however sad that is i would be like we get cable you found your church like, in the church i found my church in the church and yeah. i would just watch an hour and a half of carol burnett and then um i would watch of Golden Girls immediately afterwards, and boy, was that just two and a half hours of Bunch treasure. Of ladies. Sure, my parents weren't there, but it was two and a half hours of joy from. The she Golden got Girls. that God stink, and also a little like tones of Rue McCallahan. That's a I, Golden Girls joke. That's very good. I I think I am <laughs> Rue McCallahan. I tried to think about this the other day of who would be who. I think uh, you might be Rue. Oh, I don't know the sexy one. I have no. Uh, yeah, I think he yeah, is he gets Rue. To be the sexy one. Right. Yeah. I, I desperately want to be B. Arthur, but I kind of feel like I know I'm a Sophia. Like, I, I don't know. I'm probably B. Arthur. No, I think Steve might be B. Arthur. Well, he's Betty White, right? Yeah, maybe. There we go. It's it's official. You want to scream, Kate? Great. Here we go. Moving on. Elliot? Um, <laughs> Did you have any positive upbringing childhood things? Yeah. I, my parents owned a construction company, and my mom was the accountant for it, and my dad uh, ran kind of the, the operations. Books. Yeah, she fixed the books. Mm. And uh, they still do that. And so I would go in, still and they had like most of my childhood was spent kind of going to this like. Uh, I mean, it was a construction site where the office was, and the office was basically like that a double trailer? wide mobile home. Yeah. yeah, and so it was like now it's got like a deck and stuff, and they still I still go to it every now and then, and they've had like a few employees um, throughout their their tenure as a business, and one of them is still there, and many of them are still there, and uh, yeah, it's it's very cool. I have many positive memories. I like my first job was working for my dad as a, yeah. uh, in a construction site, and then uh, or not Just site, picking but up at the, the nails. office. Not even nails, but Seriously. yeah, some of the nails, and then yeah. I got like really hot doing it, and I didn't like it, and so I went and became a sandwich maker. But um, you were the, <sighs> you were like the the little kid odd task. Elliot, just go go do this. That was yeah. your job. I remember one time because I thought it was so cool because the company is called Keith and Morgan. In case you're looking for a 
parking lot, uh, which if you are, hit them up in Central Florida. Soon to be Morgan uh, and Morgan. Watch out, Keith. Yeah, it, well, it, that happened. <laughs> uh, that you're, happened. They're way ahead of you. They, they kept the name as it was, but mm, they cut him out uh, uh, for good reason. He's a bad guy. Uh, which is also growing up seeing like business yeah. sort of stuff around and seeing the way that they, uh, they made sacrifices the entire time was a bunch of really good lessons. And then just listening to the way my mom would kind of uh, handle the the finances of the company and the responsibility. Was of, your mom like a of, badass about it? Um, I mean, I, I I wouldn't describe her as a badass so much as a very um, quietly elegant and resolute person that acted with uh, wisdom and forthrightness at any every opportunity. Some would um, say that's Mother's a badass. Day. Jesus, um, <laughs> you could say that if you're uh, carrying a bat, right? Yeah. Um, and then yeah, so I would. Barb, I, the and badass. oh, I remember. So mm-hmm. I thought it was cool that my dad owned it so i remember one time i was hanging out in his office because he would be out on the site a lot and i remember finding this drawer that was like these really old wooden desks and i found like all these business cards and i just took one out and it was my dad's business cards and i wrote on the back like how cool i thought my dad was because he owned the company and all that and then i took it and i hid it in the very back of the stack and it was like uh two years later um, maybe like three or four years later, my dad came home and he was like, I found this on the desk and it just says that I'm great because I own the company. And I was like, oh yeah. And I was really embarrassed about it. But looking back, I bet he thought it was oh, pretty man. sweet. You I bet made he thought it was pretty cool. Year yeah, yeah. It was real sweet. But um, yeah, it's still, I mean, they've just made a company work their entire lives and now they get to retire soon and it's all very exciting. Oh, nice. And they're entering a new stage of their life and that's neat to see. And I think it's fun to see your parents uh, like, grow and change and then the relationship changes as you enter into your thirties. I was talking to Grace and I were talking yesterday about like parents and how I think like basically in your teenage years, you like are rebelling against your parents Mm -hmm. in your twenties, at least in my twenties, I was trying to like change my parents and Mm -hmm. get them to like Mm -hmm. see things my way. And now in the thirties, it's about like coming out the other end and being like, Oh no, you guys have your people, uh, not just parents. Yeah. And it's not my job. And now we can be honest and I don't, I can, you know, and we've had some, um, difficult conversations in the past year just about the world and politics and all that stuff and got it's gotten you go through that family thing where it gets heated i bet you're tighter um, hmm? i bet you're tighter yeah i mean it i think so or at least more open at least yeah. more open yeah um, there's that happens at a certain and, age where you go like okay i'm just gonna start yeah, talking this way and it's real nice yeah. and it's very beautiful but um I, I think it comes from years of and also just like the take i mean my dad had this plaque that was it's actually the same like I, it was like all about like all the lesson, like so many lessons looking back, I think did come from working or going to work yeah. with my parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because for like sure. Seeing the way that my dad would decorate his office, it was always stuff about like perseverance and it's not about being the most talented and it's not Hang about being there. the most whatever. It's about, yeah, you just don't stop. And uh, and now he's like looking back and he's got a successful company and he gets to have a house and move and live by the beach and it's all very cool. There's yeah. probably something really important that we weren't thinking about when discussing this right off the top that when you're bringing your kids to work, you're showing them that other side of you that yeah, for you're sure. not just a father, you're not just uh, yeah. a daddy uh, in the house, which has its own hierarchy and, and the way you're raising your kids and stuff and if they get to see you interacting with other humans mm-hmm. that are outside of a family thing there's lessons learned there you learn that there's everybody's a dichotomy if not a trichotomy of themselves and yeah there's other sides yeah. and i think if you can teach that to your kids earlier i have to imagine like on a psychological level that's only good and an emotional level yeah i know like i remember times when they were real stressed yeah. and I, my dad would come home and we there would be looking back we'll be like there were years where you guys didn't get hardly anything for christmas and you don't really remember that you stuff don't remember that i don't i mean i remember they, it because it was pretty rad the stuff that i did yeah. we was like a you box taped a up and we yeah. were drug around but it was a fake car it was pretty cool <laughs> yeah um <laughs> 
Yeah, I remember. It's uh, really easy to remember one gift instead of 20, yeah. Yeah, you know? but then I remember my like seeing my dad come home from work, and then like my mom would be there because she would get off earlier, so she could either pick me up from school or whatever. Um, which is also the benefit of growing up with parents that like own the own their own companies. The schedules happen, so I got to see them, which was really nice. But my dad would like hug my mom, and they would like hold each other for like a minute or two minutes, like most evenings, especially That's when real. it was like, and after yeah. sucking, like absorbing the necessary nutrients and mm-hmm. proteins, he could move on to exactly. Kids. And she would sort of pass out afterward, yeah. and she would be <laughs> she would be emaciated, yeah. and we would have to put the and syringe. She'd regenerate yeah. over the night. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. And we it blended nice up her food and that. funneled it back oh, into so her sweet. mouth. And she woke up the next day. It was, it was fine. So sweet. Um, and then my dad growled for the rest of the night. But yeah, so uh, uh. it was very <laughs> lessons. Lessons were abundant, and it was all very. I will say that. I mean, yeah. I'll backtrack. As stressful as it, like, I, it wasn't that stressful as a kid. It was like, a, oh, I had a wonderful childhood. It was a dream in so many regards. But I will say, my parents definitely were working, and their their job was a passion job. Like, it wasn't for the money. There was, it was very, a passion very, of the Christ very, job. It was a passion of the Christ job. There was incredibly little, oh, Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, um, it's not God stink. <laughs> passion of the Christ job might be more offensive. It is definitely more <laughs> offensive. Definitely, definitely. But no, it was a passion what a good job Christ for job. sure. Well, and I that, will say, yeah. <laughs> this is awful. I hate it. <laughs> no, but like they definitely was. They they were very passionate about what they did, and I I felt like I took that lesson with me. I mean, that's why we're doing this. I don't think I would mm-hmm. be doing anything with my life as far as like entertainment, anything, if it wasn't for growing up with them being like go for perseverance it. and go mm-hmm. for it, and yeah. just the confidence behind like if you love what you do, then that's that's the way to do it. Like we, you know one of our siblings is a doctor is very stable is very normal and then there's me and she Jake did not just follow like, her passions she did she did she did follow her passions but she like did it in a smart way of like being a doctor at 26 years old and being very very stable and then there's me and Jake who are like reach for the stars because our parents were like you know again they were just they were passion players there was so little money in it. There was so little of that, but they were incredibly passionate and loving and wonderful about their work. And that I think has stuck with me yeah, the most. Mm-hmm. Totally. You know, I mean, that'll stick with you forever. My dad was a Frito layman and he would take us every once in a while. He'd have to work on the weekend and that was, that sucks. It five yeah, days a sure. week. And then he would have to get up early and do half days on Saturday sometimes. And his job entailed getting in the Frito lay truck, which was basically a UPS sized truck that he would have to drive around the Flathead Valley in Montana and long drives like two hours away to like small towns and small convenience stores sometimes and he would have to stock the racks with the the chips and stuff like that and he would just take us with him every once in a while it'd be like not all of us but one at a time one one of us four kids and we would get to ride in the ups sized frito-lay truck which is not safe no (laughs) no. there's barely a and this is in the late 80s early 90s where I don't know if you guys had station wagons as kids yes, and I did. you did not have to wear seatbelts and you all. got to jump around like feral raccoons. Dude, that back that was this the, era. The deep back of yeah. the station wagon. Oh, like I it was considered it. a seat. Yeah. It was see, considered a seat. You could seat. see the stars <laughs> as they went yeah. past you. We're jumping yeah. around some, but it was like that too. It'd be like sit on the uh dashboard, I guess. Yeah. And we'll go <laughs> yeah. eighty miles down the uh Hurtling the reasonable down the and prudent speed limit that mm-hmm. Montana had mm-hmm. for a while. The fact that he was a Frito Lay man sounds like a Norman Rockwell painting. Yeah, it really does yeah. actually. So much of Did he wear like a, a work like outfit like No, the, there was no work outfit. God, but he would have like you know how like the promotional clothes come with almost every <gasps> yes. cloth, like those big corporate jobs. So he'd have like the big like 
sour cream and onion puff jacket <laughs> and uh, like okay. hats cool. that said free delay and chester this? cheetah and Dude, stuff like cool. that there is a chester yeah. and this is no joke because i'm obsessed with vintage everything i really am and also it's like carbon footprint who cares um it's rad it's cooler <laughs> way cooler designs back in the vintage days there is a chester cheetah shirt that it's like a frito-lay it like advertisement thing and it is online for 177 dollars right I, now i guarantee we probably have it good lord but, it is but it's one of those where i'm like i just want a really rad Chester Cheetah shirt that's vintage and I looked it online and I was like I follow it on eBay to see if it ever mm-hmm. goes down it's 177 freaking dollars yeah. for a Chester Cheetah vintage shirt did your dad ever have a friend who did when he re- went through a phase where he thought that everyone was watching him and he thought that after a while that he saw a light fall from the sky and then he thought and got this suspicion that somebody was uh, got hiding cameras everywhere and then they went inside and tied the convenience store and he loading up the snacky snack machine and all of a sudden from the back you see a tiny camera staring at him and his friend says I don't know man and then eventually your dad starts uh, shooting golf balls off of a dock and while you having a couple he's having a couple brewskis and he says I, if, if everybody's in on it I'd have to be in on it too and then Jim Carrey says yeah you're right I must be crazy but it turns out they were watching him and it was the Truman Show the whole time oh my god I was wondering yes <laughs> 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 yeah. I was like, "Where?" Absolutely. Is this? Anyways, Go. I, don't, I like. I don't remember. You know that guy in Truman Show? Yeah, was like, he's was great. Like, and that's all I think about every time. That red-haired man, the yeah. delivery yeah. guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's one of those. Yeah. If everyone's in on. I'd have to be on a yeah. manipulative little. God, shit. it Maybe. is heartbreaking. Who could do that? I couldn't do that. Could you do that? What? Wait, how much are we getting paid? Ooh. I mean, that was a constant. That's the thing about the Truman Show. If you we're going to take a quick turn, all of those actors were they getting had a steady job for quite a while. They didn't feel guilty. Yeah. They I were mean, supporting their families. I mean, do you remember when Fraser went from Cheers <laughs> no to Fraser, and that's like 20 years of the same character, and you think, that could be monotonous and a little frustrating, but like... Is it Fraser? Yeah. Fraser? It's no, it's so not. Fraser, no. but... Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I thought you just made the connection that Fraser off of Fraser. Like, why are you <laughs> saying Fraser? That's... I felt my brain crack a new no, crack. it's Fraser. Oh, it's also um, pronounced yes. Neely. Yeah, Neely. that's the guy. I'm like, when you start switching up the... That's like worse than no, when they take Pluto Fraser. away and put it back. <laughs> Just Leave kidding. Pluto alone, everybody. Um, yeah, it's for sure Fraser. We have a friend who's Fraser, and mm-hmm. it is impossible for no. me not to say Fraser. Wrong. Yeah. It, it feels and it, gross. Uh, right now, I just call him Frey. Like I can't, I can't do it. It's I like Willem Dafoe. My, yeah, come no on. No one's gonna call. I'm gonna call you William. It's yeah. like Rafe Fines. Yeah, I'm gonna call you Ralph. Yeah. Okay, that's your name. Your name is Ralph Raffle. Fines. Raffle Fines. Raffle. Anyways, um, did you know that your teeth move as you get older? Oh, it's and so it, true. I'm already in such a weird place with my and mouth. Mine truly are. This one's starting to come over the other one. It's I have it sucks, chicken but teeth. You can get your teeth fixed. Uh, and the last thing you want to do as a grown adult is wear braces. That's why I'm happy to tell you about Candid, the clear alternative to braces. Candid has an orthodontist who is licensed in your state to create a treatment plan for you. And Candid only uses experienced orthodontists. None of those newbies. You know what I'm saying? They even create them. Yeah. They even create a 3D (laughs) preview of what the final results are like. And once you approve your 3D preview, Candid creates custom clear aligners that will be sent directly to you. You do it in the comfort of your own home and the comfort of your own mouth. That means no hassle of having to go to an orthodontist's office. Gross. Candid costs 65% less than braces, which Ooh, is something that I appreciate thing. as a daughter who is just finishing up her first round of braces and about to start her second. 
You can Do you need save, a second? Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can save thousands of dollars and have straighter, brighter teeth in an average of just six months. So, you're one step away from getting straighter, brighter teeth. Learn more at candidco.com slash valleycast. Yeah! And use the code valleycast to get $75 off. That's candidco.com slash valleycast. Code valleycast for $75. Do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah. Do it. And then I might, I might do it too because this one's starting to come up. I'm starting to get Dude, Will Ferrell bottom I teeth. I was looking at your bottom teeth you while you were uh, you reading it and I refrained from saying you anything and regret starting it now that I said this sentence Thank at the beginning you. of it. I'm just glad you noticed me. I'm glad you noticed me. It's funny you said that physical perfection, Joe. I was just thinking about it in my head. <laughs> uh, Lee, my do you want to hit yours? Oh, I would love to hit mine. Guys. Lee's going to, or uh, Kate's going to drop some like real nice, pleasant music under all Kate is reads. very, Kate's already looking at us like we're turd sacks. All right. Uh, when you need red wine at 4 p.m., sushi at 9 p.m., a breakfast burrito at 8 a.m., and ibuprofen at 10 a.m., post made it. <laughs> this is true. I'm going to let you know right now, uh, the wine is at 10 a.m. and the burrito <laughs> is at 4 p.m. Just enough sushi up for me. But you can post made it. Post made is your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery service all year round anything you're craving postmates can deliver what? they're the largest on-demand network in the u.s and offer delivery from all restaurants grocery convenience stores traditional retailers you could possibly want or need it's very true dang postmates postmates dang. are heroes postmates are heroes <laughs> elliot i postmates are Avengers. this is not i this is yeah elliot is <laughs> elliot would get a postmate tattoo i think if they would let him um yeah 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, Postmates will bring you what you need within the hour. No more trips to the store. You don't even know where the store is. Postmates will deliver anything. This is very true. I postmated Elliot Morgan four gallons of milk that is and true. a brownie so for his birthday. Yeah, you Thank can you Postmate jokes. It's yeah, great. It's pretty <laughs> great. Download the app for iOS or Android for free and browse local restaurants, businesses, and track your delivery in real time. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. That's $100 of free delivery That's credit. That's an insane amount of free. Good Lord. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code VALLEYCAST. It can go pretty quick, Joe. Yeah. That's code VALLEYCAST for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. And then you download when you download the Postmates app. Okay? Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmates. Download Postmates. Save with the code VALLEYCAST. I like that we... Postmates is like a... Yeah. Postmates it's is, one of those services it that is. it's like, I know I have a problem, so <laughs> I don't feel, I'm very like, yeah, no, yeah. Mm-hmm. they no, do I all that. It. They do yeah. do all that. You can get wine at 10 Okay, a. I will say my, my best Postmates delivery thing was being incredibly ill, dumb and being gone, and being like, I cannot go to the store. This is, I am having a violent body reaction, <laughs> and I can't go anywhere. Thank you, Postmates, man. Yeah, Postmates. Delivering Support your violent body reactions. All of the body reaction. Uh, guys, listening makes us smarter it makes us more connected people it makes us better partners parents and leaders and there is no better place to start listening than audible audible is where so many inspiring voices and compelling stories open listeners up to new experiences and ways of thinking audible members now get more than ever before members choose three titles every month one audiobook plus two audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else that's dope as heck members also have unlimited access to more than 100 audio guided fitness and meditation programs so you can get centered and that's very nice too Mm -hmm. audible delivers bestsellers business self-improvement memoirs and more all professionally narrated by actors authors and motivational superstars 
like Rachel Hollis, David Goggins, and Mel Robbins. Audible members can also get free access to the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, Washington Post, delivered daily to the Audible app in case you want to sound well-informed to your friends. With the convenient app, members can access Audible anytime. I'm talking at the gym, while commuting, mm-hmm. on the go, mm-hmm. on any device. Mm-hmm. We'll always mm-hmm. pick up right mm-hmm. where they left off. Audible also offers free and easy audiobook exchanges. Credits you can roll over for a year. They're not joking there. That's true. And it works. And then you just have audiobooks, pretty dope, <laughs> yeah. in a library that you can keep forever. I have them. Even if you cancel. Yeah. Uh, explore all the ways listening to Audible can help improve your mind, your body, and your soul with entertainment, information, inspiration. Start listening with a 30-day Audible trial, nice. and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals are free. Visit audible.com slash valleycast or text valleycast to 500-500. That is A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash V-A-L-L-E-Y-C-A-S-T or text V-A-L-L-E-Y-C-A-S-T to 500-500. Um, on the note of Audible, I was listening to it on the way uh, Me to too. work this morning. Me um, too. What are you listening to currently? Currently, I'm listening to The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. Very nice. I'm currently listening to The Creative Curve. Um, it's and about wieners, isn't I it? just. Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Dumb. Have you read it? <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Uh, and it's it's yeah how wieners all kind of have a yeah, similar curve. Curve. Um, yeah no cre- and then before uh, before <laughs> that I did uh, I listened to um, uh, Love's Executioner which is about the uh, the execution of uh, of love by uh, Irvin D. Alone, which is also very good. Um, my um, I found out on ooh, Thursday or Friday. This is sad news. I found out that uh, my high school teacher who was like my theater teacher person who got me into the arts passed away. Oh, I'm sorry. And mm-hmm. uh, no, it's all, all good. I mean, it's sad. Um, part of life is very young and that part sucked a lot. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, 63 or 64, something like that. It's young. Um, and uh, yeah, and so he was a very foreboding guy, probably, you know, six 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 seven or something like that and very large and just like an intimidating Intim- human like being. Like scary, just presence. Very scary. Yeah. Um, and then, but he's got the kind of guy who was like, you know, he meant well and he sure. also knew his, his acting stuff real well and he just lived one of those very cool lives where he made a life in a small town in Florida um, teaching art and then traveling around um, the world basically. It's pretty cool. And, it sounds um, pretty cool actually. Yeah, very cool and just c- hugely affected the the community to the point that I'm kind of keeping an eye on um, the, the if there's if I can fly to the back to Florida for a second um, to see, but I don't know if that'll happen or not. But anyway, um, so it got me thinking about high school teachers that were highly uh, that highly influenced you. Yeah. Um, it sucked because it's he's. I feel like when uh, so much of the stuff that you do, I think there's something in the back of your mind that is like, th- I wonder what so and so would think of it, and yeah. I don't sit around going, I wonder what. Uh, Mr. Hughes would think of this, but it was always nice to feel like, especially going to an art school and then going and kind of pursuing entertainment felt like, um, felt very, it was something I was very proud of. And I think it would have been something that people in that world would have been proud of that kind of thing of like, yeah, oh, you're actually sure. going for it. You're doing it. Like, that's a very cool um, uh, thing. But yeah, so the question, I guess, to y'all would be, Teachers that influenced you to either do what you're doing now, or teachers that influenced how you're doing what you're doing yeah. now. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and and Paul Hughes, uh, rest in peace, and thank you for everything. Mm, that's, that's sweet. My, that's, that's my that's my sweet um, tribute. Um, I Question have... about Paul Hughes, really quick. If yeah. you don't mind, if you don't mind talking about him, do you was because he was an art, an art teacher in an art school, which makes me feel like he probably had a lot of the um, the realities 
of chasing art also in his mind and then was he more of like a fanciful teacher like this is art and theater and, and dreams or was he more like yeah it's art and dreams but it's also a, a tough path mm -hmm. and here's some of the realities of it like was he kind of both sides of that coin or he was so it was so in the the classes were so based in acting that it was just, i think he was very curriculum mm -hmm. oriented where he was like this is stanislavski this is whatever this is how you're going to do method and then when he would see us not delivering he would definitely be very direct about it and he would be very like he had kind of a yeah. Simon Cowell sort of thing, whiplash type of thing of yeah, like that harsh good, um, yeah. good to get that early as opposed to later in life it's actually dude it's good. actually really good to get it early because yeah there's so much that happens later on in mm -hmm. life that you go like uh yeah I have totally two that were like fundamental one is Mr. Heising he was my theater teacher he got me into like I saw how connected him and my brother were because my brother was the scene a senior when I was a freshman was Mr. Heising and was he a chemistry teacher and one time he got a little bit of the cancer oh and then he was found just out just a titch that he could make it to methamphetamine with no. a little bit of cancer that was no, different once Breaking Bad oh alright um, yeah no. starring Jim Carrey starring Jim Carrey <laughs> um, ooh would have been a different show uh, no if Mr. Heising he looked like Albert Einstein. He had oh, white fun. crazy hair and a white crazy mustache he and he wore the these tiny little like John like Lennon glasses. In your mind yes. when you're a kid he, like oh that's my science teacher. One yeah. of the things I remember the most and I actually like have it and I legit when we did Marie Kondo I like found it and like bawled for like an hour. He's still with us. I don't know why yeah. I cried. Um, but he but there was for one those thing. Just new Marie Kondo is a type of karate that <laughs> Lee and Delman practice on each other. Hiya. Um, no, we did, you know, it's like that Sparks Joy and you go through all your trash basically and find out that you have 17 headphones. Why do you <laughs> find have 17? Find out you have no joy. <laughs> no joy. <laughs> I'm like, the dogs are staying, everything else, burn it! No um, joy, too much crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the dogs in that pair of sweatpants and that is it. Uh, no, but... We went through this whole thing, and so one of the th so he had to leave. There was like a really weird in a small town art thing. He pushed the boundaries a lot, which I really appreciated as like a small town, very footloosey in in that sense. Where like he would push it, and so he we would get in trouble. Of like the sex ed teacher got in trouble, and he got in trouble for being like too forward as far as what they thought in a very small religious town it should have been. But he was amazing. So we did like Christopher Durang stuff that no one liked because they said a bunch of stuff in it that was like adult theme when in reality we're 13 year olds that are still doing adult themes things. Mm -hmm. um, but mm -hmm. he he ended up like mm -hmm. leaving my uh, sophomore year. And so he had this really beautiful thing where- With like, the sex ed teacher. With the sex ed teacher yeah. whose name, <laughs> and I'm, I'm just gonna tangent a little bit. My sex ed teacher growing up, her name was Mrs. Lesby. And that's not a joke. It's beautiful yeah. and it I mean, needs it's God's to be, joke and it's, it's a good one. It needs to I had be a biology teacher named Mr. Cummings. That was God, fun. yeah. He sold us Twix out of his office. That's- Wow, it. that's <laughs> not legal, I don't think. No, it was not legal. <laughs> <laughs> it was not found that out later. Four fifty oh, every month. No. Mm -hmm. um, so no. he was amazing. Yeah, One of it. the speeches that was very like uh, beautiful and wonderful is he gathered all of his theater kids in, and right before he left, like every time they would change the stage, they would like you know basically like change it all. And so he took this giant plank of the stage and he sawed it up in these little square bricks, and he's just like. I'm not going to be with you, but you know, wherever you go in life, take this piece of the stage. What you've learned here, your friends oh, here. Cute. It was very cute, very and I beautiful. literally still have that square of the stage. And I like got very emotional, and it's just like that. You might not be theater, you might not do theater on later later on in life, but what you've learned here, and like the passions that you've learned here, like please take this with you forever. That was a very beautiful thing, and yeah, I was and like, the town is full of 
just not enough people. So all the fundraisers for the last 20 years did not raise did enough not money raise to enough fix money that money damn stage. Art hasn't been practiced no. there no. since Actually, left. opposite, yeah. we had the tiniest little thing. And then I came back like two years. <laughs> now that Lee's gone, massive. they are killing. No, it's huge. <laughs> yeah, it's that's like my high school too. Yep. They and got I'm funding like, and it went crazy. We got funding and it's like an amphitheater now. And I'm like, when? Dude, it's how it comes. ain't selling no Twixes now. Yep. Meantime, I had to wear like rabbit ears as bottom and bizarre life stream. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and then our, my second one was in Groundlings. Her name was Karen Mariyama. She still teaches there. She's a badass, amazing woman. She was in Arrested Development. She's an actual actress that like has worked for years one and years and years and years. Actresses. Well, she's like worked. She's worked. Mm. She's a badass. Mm. And uh, she's harsh. She's incredibly direct. She is. You have to earn her respect and her love, and um, I—it's one of those things where I butted heads with her for so long, and I would well, argue with her constantly. But it was like we fought a lot. We fought a lot, and then one time she literally had a moment where she was like, "Lee, name any female comedian that you respect," and I was like. Kristen Wiig, Tina Fey, you know, and I listed off all these women. She's like, great, I've taught them all. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) you didn't name Emma Stone? No, I didn't name Emma Stone. I know, I'm so sorry. No, but I did like Melissa McCarthy, all these people that have been through Groundlings. Name your finest cuts of meat. Uh, Emma Stone. Flaming, Yana. I've ate them Them all. all. I ate them all. I ate them all. (laughs) She had a bad, but it was a badass thing because she genuinely did. She was a teacher at Groundlings for eight million years, and she genuinely did teach every single person that I was like respected. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's a pretty bold move to say. Actually, Lee, how many tools in the wood shop can you name? A saw, maybe, and a hammer. I've used both of those <laughs> and everything else you do not know. In Anyways, the wood shop. She's I have a badass. teachers as well that were also very uh, influential, but in different ways. Not a lot so of. Um, I wasn't. There was no real arts program when I was in school, so everything leading to this in high school wasn't really reality, so it was more just about the teachers that supported creativity in getting through like the syllabus is pretty much like yeah. the ones that allowed you to yeah. do something just a little bit different and yeah. supported that. Yeah. Instead of just turning in like a here's your thesis paper. Oh, uh, we always had here's that. my thesis yeah. paper that I'm turning in on some parchment paper that I burned Mrs. and wrote Solomon. with my hand. <laughs> parchment paper that yes. you burned yes. and wrote Don't you remember like, I put my tea oh, bags on this man. so it looks like an um, old parchment. But, yeah. uh, but yeah. allowing <laughs> us to do stuff like that. I put and, dirt on it. Yeah. I put dirt on it. It's old. <laughs> I, I, there's probably 5,000 less words yes. but it's dirty yeah this is always i did video things so many times that w- i i should have done actual essays because in college i was very lost mm-hmm. but i would do like i'm doing a video yeah. and they'd be like sure fine yeah, whatever do it. but Just... i think it's important to support those different types of learning and, and a lot of them did but then i had this one teacher uh, mr christensen he was our ap english teacher oh wow Name my junior up. year wow. and he was just hard and difficult in the right ways like School was easy for me. Was it because one Not that time I was... his wife got real sick yeah. and passed away, but he, she used to fart in her sleep, and sometimes she sleep. would even wake the dog up. And sometimes... And, you know, people yeah. tell you those are the imperfections, but no, that's hey, the good it's stuff. Okay. That's hey, the thing that you like. It's okay. Hey, it's okay. Like, you know what the Sistine hey, Chapel looks like, but you okay. haven't smelled the How, Why do you know so much of yeah, it? Yeah, why? He That's so good. I think I think Elliot loved Goodwill Hunting. That's Elliot a great seems movie. like someone that. Wow, loved. I, I really thought I was saying a movie reference that you guys weren't getting at wow. all. And no, I no, was no. Like, cool. Yeah, man. No, good The Farmer Sleep, that was an improv line, and it sticks with me forever. Well, now you made me think of Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. Sad. It was. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Anyways, uh, he was difficult. He's like, he made you. Th- 
Oh, Captain, think my Captain. On the next mm-hmm. level, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't just A to B. Do your your theme, your 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 thesis paper. It was A to B to C, all the way to G, and uh, really pushed going 110 percent and stretch, stretching your mind. And it was the only class that I got a B in in high school, and I hated it at the time. But looking back on it, I learned probably the most about hard work and. Um, what was his name? Mr. Christensen. Yeah, that feels right. Uh, and he was the speech and debate teacher, and was I wasn't handsome? in that world, so I didn't quite understand him. Sounds like a teacher's teacher. Yeah, great guy. Um, and cool. In my interactions with him, on like on Facebook over the last what almost twenty years since I graduated high school, that's insane. Uh, I just it's the type of person that you respect more and more. Cool. And you yeah, see for that sure. What he was going through as a pretty heightened intellectual in a liberal intellectual in a pretty conservative area yeah and kind of like the the strife that he probably had to deal with on a daily basis very interesting but then more so when i went to college and finally tripped into the world of entertainment and acting and improv and all all that type of stuff you you Um, actually did mushrooms and you tripped into it still haven't done that nope uh dan garrity was our broadcasting teacher and i give a shout out to him because he was the type of teacher that this was a pretty traditional broadcasting um school not a lot of funding, pretty small, but when I say traditional, it was like about news. You learn how to hold a mm-hmm. camera, you yeah. learn how to do the, the A block, the B block, and write like a horribly handcuffed journalist. That's what the kind of the journalism school mm. was like there. And he was a new guy, kind of young, and he came in and he was the type that understood that all these things, the cameras, the editing, the mixing boards, all this stuff were tools. And the end, what you what you did with those tools of your end game didn't really matter so when i was not interested really in doing the news in any way shape or form and me and one other student out of like 30 were like we just kind of want to make a comedy show he supported that and he let us do broadcasts and he let us fail and succeed on a different path within uh the broadcasting that's cool which was really cool is that you and that was how smosh started (laughs) <laughs> that's how that's how the internet was birthed wow. everybody my uh i went when i went to a private school for a while it was a christian private. school that was attached to a private. church i went to a christian school attached to a church too heck yeah uh, my college little. was with the amen. Jesuits. Amen. amen uh so i uh one time i they had a radio station the church had a radio station that was like a local yes. thing and yes. i would went one time they like came over and he gave us a talk and then i was like it was really cool and then my mom was like, well, why don't you go in there and ask if you can just like do like a thing after school where you go in and you can just see how the radio station works every week. And so for I went in and they were like, yeah, of course, absolutely. So after a while, it was like, I did it for a long time, but I, I'm just now remembering this. So there's yeah, no, never heard there's no good this end one. to yeah, this I've never heard story. Of this either. Um, I start, I stopped doing it because I got too involved in theater. Did you just uh, remember? Did you just remember it? It's coming back as I'm speaking. Oh my God. It's fun. It, this it's is like, really cool. Did you have a good time? Um, Were you a PA, basically? I wasn't quite a PA. It was more like a PA slash observer. But I remember organizing tapes. And uh, they would show me how the guy, the DJ, would show me how to, like, switch over the things. Which, when you're that age, is Fade in and fade out. Yeah, I thought it was very... And then how they had, like, the old, like, reel to to something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what it was. Real to real. Yeah, it was was cool. That was a cool cool thing, too. Not really a teacher thing, but anyway. Yeah, he was really good about being... Again, those were tools and everything. We're all just storytellers when it really comes down to it. If you're a performer, you're a storyteller. If you're in entertainment, you're, you're telling a certain type of story. Same with broadcasting, same with journalism. And it's how are you going to tell the best story 
with uh, the things that you have yeah, presented sure. in front of you. So he was really good about that, and uh, we still that was Mr. talk Garrity? a lot. Yeah, Dan Garrity. We still um, wow. we'll talk on the phone and catch to up. His, and to his credit, you are to this day a very good storyteller, as mm-hmm. juxtaposed by that story I told that had no ending <laughs> <laughs> and no purpose. Uh, real quickly, do you have any uh, quick topics? I, I really don't, except for, um, uh, yeah, I don't. <laughs> uh, Kate and I went to Costco, and uh, yeah, no. um, we we both realized that we are not the right people to go to Costco. So that's just something that I learned about Kate and I is that we don't say no. Uh, so that's it. That's shout, my topic. Out to shout out to Costco. Old Costco and old old school friend slash YouTuber Lisa Schwartz. I saw her post yes. a video recently. Oh yeah, she did. She did a Costco clothing. It was called the Costco haul. clothing it was challenge. Hilarious, actually. Which I is, loved it. You go to Costco and you, and get you have outfits. to yeah. somehow buy every piece of clothing yeah. for your body and make an actual Which okay I outfit. genuinely want to do. <laughs> I, we might need brilliant. to do that as a challenge, actually. That's so good. To see, like, who looks the best. Like, yeah. each four of us need to go and pick and be like, let's it's do it. It's such a funny yeah. idea. That's She's hilarious. got a brilliant, brilliant brain. Build, brilliant. Um, folks, patreon.com slash thevalleyfolk is where you can head to if you would like to support the Valley Folk or the Valley cast uh, as we approach our goal of 5,000 patrons, at which point I will dye my hair whatever color the patrons choose. Um, and this is coming out at the beginning of the month, which means we've gone through our monthly Patreon purge. So if you would like to sign up now, go for it because it gives us a stress every single month. It really uh, But hop on in there if you haven't. And um, for those that have, thank you so much. We yes. hope you're enjoying all the content. Let us know. Um, do anything by the you. time this comes out we will have already uh, performed on bring the funny yes uh, we are into the second round yeah. and that episode will be coming up soon and yeah we, we can't uh, give excited. you any spoilers but we it's can't bonkers. tell you that i wore shoes it is bonkers. there you go thanks bonkers. everybody bonkers. see you soon Bye. Bye.